Enter the healer's realm where your spirit will find peace with your host, Denise Damijo. We are here to remember. We are here to heal. We are here to ascend and transcend. Grab your free gift in the podcast description today. Hello and welcome back to the healer's realm. I am your host, Denise Damijo, and I have a really, really special guest. He is an incredible soul brother of mine, and I am so grateful that he is on the show. His name is Jason Mangan, and he is a divine soul emotional life coach. He specializes not just in physical detoxification, but also emotional soul-based detoxification. He is a nutritional specialist who has been experimenting with superfoods, fasting, and breath work for over 20 years. He has his own donation-based healing center, and he is a divine, intuitive, holistic healer that assists others in their soul development with their creator of all. And not to mention, he's also been a vegan for 20 years, and 95% of his life, he has eating raw organic fruits, herbs, and vegetables. Jason, thank you so very much for being on the show. I'm so grateful to have you here. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun, Denise. Thank you so much. I'm so honored and privileged to be here. Yeah. Okay, so we have like a a really hot topic today. And, you know, it's kind of like taboo, I think, because a lot of people uh, want to keep, you know, the word S-E-X or sex, you know, hush, hush discreet. If you talk about it, you're Mm -hmm. a certain particular kind of person categorized as that. And really, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because there is a lot to dig into. So first of all, how did you start this journey? How did how did you get involved in all of this greatness? Oh, well, that's a that's a beautiful long story that I'll definitely summarize it the best that I can. But, you know, ever since I was, you know, a small child, I, uh, had a really deep, intimate, personal relationship with the Creator. And even though I grew up as a non-denominational Christian, I had a lot of questions that just weren't being answered. And, um, you know, ever since I remember, like, at the age of seven, eight years old, first of all, I just want to say I'm just incredibly thankful that my parents kind of led me through the church. But as I got older, I started recognizing certain things that were being misrepresented based on how I was feeling and how I was connecting to our creator and what I was observing with our world. I just felt like there was a lot of misrepresentations happening around love and around relationships and around truth and just around developing yourself as a better human being. And so at the age of eight, I just, I was a very sensitive child, you know, asking these deep questions about what life really means and what am I here for? And, you know, um, you know, how can I connect myself with this oversoul entity that we call God? And, you know, I just had a lot of questions that just weren't being answered in a, in a thorough, loving, truthful way based on how I was feeling and experimenting with my parents and church and my environment and public schools and teachers and so on. And so as I got into high school, I, I slowly removed myself from church from the religious organization. And I started becoming my own personal independent journalist. (laughs) You know, I started becoming my own investigator and started becoming my own researcher. And I came across a book by uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer at the age of 19 called Power of Intentions. 
And that particular book kind of opened up my mind a little bit and my horizon about spirituality and about diving deep um, at an inner soul level from within and allowing your logic and your reasoning skills based on what you're experimenting with your physical senses, your emotional senses, your spiritual senses, and your soul senses to teach you through your own personal wisdom and knowledge. And so at the age of 19, after reading that book, I was really, really inspired to really take on personal responsibility and hold myself accountable for all of the loving things and all of the unloving things that I was doing to myself and others, that I was allowing others to do to me. From that point on, that was a huge turning point for me to really become a life coach. You know, at that particular time, I didn't call myself a divine soul emotional life coach. But at that time, I called myself a transformational coach. And so at the age of 19, I started noticing where my passions and joys and loves were. And that was really not just serving myself and helping me grow at a deep soul level to, to reach you know, the pinnacle peaks of living the greatest, best divine potentiality and capabilities that I can live at, but also teaching it to other people. So you know, I, just, I started reading books after books after books. Um, Dr. Wayne Dyer became a mentor of mine. And then Kevin Trudeau became a mentor of mine. And I started reading books on like, you know, natural cures they don't want you to know about. I got into like a little bit of like new age philosophy. And I got into like, you know, Abraham Hicks. And I got into some like law of attraction from her stuff. And Michael Bernard Beckwith and Bob Proctor. You know, Robert Kiyosaki and even, you know, Tony Robbins, I was diving deep into personal development. And then eventually I came across a particular gentleman named AJ Miller and his soulmate, Mary Luck, that live in Australia about nine years ago. That was a really huge turning point for me. I started experimenting with their divine truth materials and I started implementing it in my life. And that's when I started really really focusing on emotions and understanding that emotions, if you're suppressing and denying emotions from your childhood, from your family generational line, from your environment, if you're suppressing anger and fear and rage and all of your grief, it's, it's actually the root cause of why you have so many accidents, you know, why you have so many divorces or why you have addictions or attachments or codependency relationships or you know, or why you even have sicknesses and diseases and illnesses because you're not allowing yourself to fully feel through the root cause of your grief. And, and that's when it really started transitioning. My, my life really started changing. And then that's when I started putting the title, okay, hey, now I know what I'm doing. I'm a divine soul emotional life coach and I'm enhancing my medium mystic skills. And then I started exploring more into fasting, raw fasting, juice fasting, and water fasting. I, I became a vegan 20 years ago, but then I started experimenting going raw vegan and then understanding the power of plant medicines and understanding the power of eating raw, fresh, organic fruits and herbs and vegetables uh, and these incredible superfoods that come from these beautiful ancient cultures all across the world and the power of implementing that in your body to help you heal, but also ascend to higher levels of your own personal divine ascension to get closer and closer with our creator's love and truth. So there's a brief summary, but that's basically how, how I got started. Wow. And it was a beautiful start. I mean, 
just the journey was incredible and amazing. And for you to, I also started from the foundation was a, a, a Christian background. And yeah. it kind of like was, you know, just so many different things that I was having issues with and trouble thoughts with and things that they wouldn't talk about or, or kind of like didn't talk about. And it just wasn't making sense. And that start also started my journey. So we are kind of similar right there. That's interesting for me. Okay. So that since you've been on this journey, when did you start thinking or when did you even get start knowing about sacred sex and what is sacred sex? Yeah. All of us were raised in a lot of lies and abuse, right? A lot of manipulation, a lot of control. All of us. We were raised in our environment where we like to put on facades and we like to put on masks, not tell the full truth about certain things. And sex is one of them. Sex is one of them. It's, it's, you know, sex and even, even using the word sex, even using the words um, like vagina or penis or masturbation, these are huge emotional trigger words for a lot of people because there's so many different forms of sexual injuries that we are raised with. All of us on different levels, on different degrees, whether you've been molested or whether you had a pedophile in the home or whether you've been raped or whether there was sexual projection in your family's home or, you know, whether there was, you know, over sexually pleasing yourself when you're growing up, whether there was some sort of, you know, sexual projections that were happening with sons and mothers or fathers and daughters. Like there's a lot of sexual injuries in homes all across the world. And, and children get confused. And children get really, really confused about the importance of sex and, and how to use it in the most loving, most effective, most beautiful, most transformational way. And, um, and so when children grow up, we, we attain these sexual injuries, and we have so many false beliefs around sex. We have so many belief systems and opinions and assumptions around sex. And it's in our environment, you know, the sexually, these sexual injuries run rampant in our environment when it comes to, and it's in our cartoons, it's in our TV shows, it's in our movies, it's in our marketing and advertisement. It's a woman has a certain role. A, A woman has a certain sexual role that they have to play and they play with that role. And they were taught to play in that role, you know, ever since basically they were born. And the Mm -hmm. same thing with a man. A man has a sexual role. And this sexual role was taught to them by their parents, by their family generational line, by their environment, by what they're watching on television, by the music that they're listening to, by all of the marketing that is being displayed in our world. And these children spend, what, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of hours in front of their television sets, you know, they're getting these sexual injuries in public school systems. It creates a huge disembogglement of what sex really means and, yeah. and, who, you should, and who you should really have it with. And so, um, you know, me, you know, diving deep into this information of wanting to grow and wanting to evolve and wanting to become more loving and wanting to expand my consciousness and wanting to become more loving towards myself and other people and, and my partner and my soulmate, I was noticing that these sexual injuries were inside of me. 
And I was noticing that as I was growing up, I was playing out the same sexual injuries that my mother and father had. Like I literally became like my dad and my mom. And I start, you know, what, once you have a desire to heal yourself, you have to confront and challenge and be brutally honest about who you really are. You have to throw away the facade. You have to stop lying to yourself. You have to become truthful. So once I started becoming truthful, I started noticing all of these sexual injuries in me, all of the promiscuity, the multiple sexual partners, the codependencies, using sex for manipulation, for your own hidden agendas, for power and for control. Now, I, was, I started noticing that, you know, in my sexual relationships with women or even my long-term relationships, I started noticing that, man, I'm actually using my partners just for the orgasm, just for mm-hmm. the orgasm. There's no intimacy. There's no asking of questions. There's no meditation. There's no prayer involved. There's no conversation. It's all about the orgasm. It's all about these selfish motives that were taught to us as kids. And so you you start playing these pornographic roles that you've been taught through pornographic movies and shows and all of these false representations about romance and intimacy that is being played out in your household and in our environment. And that's exactly what happened to me. And and I had to admit um, to myself that needed to change in order for me to really blossom and and have a, a, a beautiful sexual connection with someone that I'm really in love with. Oh, that's amazing. And, and you know what? It is so true because with, for me growing up, I grew up in foster care. So I really didn't have a lot of love. You know, sometimes uh, children get placed in really good, great, you know, foster homes and sometimes they don't. Well, mine was not so great. And I bounced around from place to place to place. Sex. And as you were just discussing this, and this is why uh, it kind of like brought me back to this situation is for me, sex was a way just to be loved and yeah. all actuality. It was like, you know, I didn't even really care about the act. It was like, I just wanted a hug. I just wanted to feel, yeah. you know, valued, feel loved. But the only way that I saw that that being done is like you said on the movies, um, how it has been over-sexualized by our family, our friends and everything, you know, the world has been over-sexualized our family and friends. And that's how I saw love. And so I got entangled in that at a very, very young age and actually had two children in my teens because of that thought process. And so I'm just really super excited about even going deeper into this conversation. No, and Um, I'm Denise, and I'm so glad you brought this up because this is a deep root injury that a lot of us have. We don't know what love is. And so as children, a lot of us grow up feeling unloved. We feel disapproved of. We feel disliked. We feel rejected a lot of times from our own parents, from our own parents. And so what we do is we create these unloving boundaries, these unloving sexual boundaries with ourselves and with other people to feel loved. And that actually creates a huge, huge sexual addiction because we're not comfortable in our own skin. 
Yes. We're not. We're, so we, what we do is we, we create these massive addictions, these massive sexual addictions, just to be touched, just to be hugged and have affection, just to feel another person's lips upon our lips because we're not comfortable feeling through the pain that we actually have that has come from our childhood traumas. So we try to create these instant gratifications, not just around sex, but multiple things, whether it be through overworking or over shopping or overspending or alcohol abuse or drug abuse. There's so many, many other addictions too. Sex is one of them. And that plays out frequently with people that have a lot of fear around feeling through their childhood traumas. Exactly. That, that a good point. A lot of fear with feeling through your childhood traumas. Nobody actually taught us that process. Well, I know I didn't get taught at a young age that process. I had to eventually learn on my own, just like you. I went on a, a deep journey of soul searching and finding why these things were happening and, and how to overcome them. And so, and I was just thinking while you were talking about that, you know, the things that we've been taught, it was like during the moments of sexual connection, it was more so of an obligation for me. It was more so, okay, so I'm just going to lay here and this is going to, you know, whatever's going to take place is going to take place. And then I'll have the affection that, you know, it was more so, it wasn't even the act itself. Like I said before, it was more so, okay, let me get through this so I could get here because this is what I wanted and needed. Is that love, that compassion, that, you know, conversation, that connection. And still, in all actuality, it was never found because it wasn't, the connection wasn't there. And Mm -hmm. so how is sacred sex and just regular sex, how is that so different? Why is sacred sex so amazing and incredible and why is it so important oh and this is a, i love this question because it's it's completely different you know everything that we just talked about earlier is basically just regular sex you know most people just have regular sex because they're fulfilling addictions you know the mm. women's looking for affection and the men's just looking to get the orgasm you know and so you know this divine sacred ceremony through sexual connection with someone that you're in love with. And it's even better when you have your soulmate, which I'll talk a little bit about that. But if you're in love with someone and you really truly want to grow with them in in a relationship, in a long-term relationship, um, a, a, a sacred sexual connection is all about everything that is happening before intercourse even starts. <laughs> mm. You know, it. It's really about, ooh, you know, touch. It's the intimacy. It's, it's these soft, gentle questions of what she likes and what she doesn't like, what he likes and what he doesn't like. It's, it can even get to a place where you guys are, you know, both in the room and naked and you're both just holding each other and just loving on each other and expressing each other truth. You guys could go in a meditation together. You guys could go into a prayer together. You guys can go through truth purges to one with one another in a very deep, intimate, raw, vulnerable place before even intercourse even happens. And you could be doing this for an hour or two, really understanding who each other are and what you really want in a sexual connection. So there could be a lot of touching, a lot of foreplay, a lot of massage, 
a lot of nibbling and kissing and just both of you guys are just guiding each other back and forth in this beautiful flow of dialogue while having a sexual deep con- like conversation and connection with one another while you guys are not just being both physically sexually stimulated, stimulated but you're being emotionally and psychologically and mentally and spiritually at a soul level stimulated in every area of your guys' relationship. So it's just not about the physical orgasm but it's about the spiritual soul orgasm. And that's the beauty of intimacy. That's the beauty of of having this divine, sacred, sexual connection with one another. And the more you guys do that with each other, the relationship will blossom in so many ways. You know, you'll actually get to know really quick, really, really quick, if that particular partner is someone that you want to spend long term with. Well, and you'll really, and you, and then you'll get to really, really know very, very quickly if that partner is your other half, the complete you, the full soul, which you know some people call twin flames or soulmates, which is the complete you. So, as an individual is having the desire to fully feel through the root cause of their pain, they have the ability to attract and create and manifest their other half, which is the complete soul, which is your soulmate, which is your partner for infinity, your best friend, which is your complete match. Oh, I'm so glad that you are talking about that. First of all, I mean, there's so much to unpack here because (laughs) to be perfectly honest, I have only experienced that kind of a deep connection once in my life. And, you know, and once you experience that kind of a deep connection, what that kind of a, a sacredness, you can't go back. It's like yep. you have uh, <laughs> leveled up in some kind of way. And not to say that you were, it was just, it's, it's just like a, a burst of like a fireworks that go off. Like, oh, okay, this is what it's supposed to be. And I kind of, you know, I feel for people that have never really experienced it because for a long, long time within my life, I have been experiencing sex on such the lowest vibrational level. When I experienced this particular sacred sex, it was so, it, it's, it's unexplainable how incredible it is and how intertwined your souls get, your spirits get in connection with that particular person. And you're so right with the soul and twin flames situation is, is that, you know, I didn't know about it prior to, you know, you hear your soulmate and everything else. But the problem is with that is that people just throw that word around. So, you know, loosely where they don't really understand the connection of what really a soulmate is. And then also the connection, the deep intensity of what really a twin flame is. They think that they found a soulmate when they are experiencing this love, this connection, this best friend kind of thing. But there are other intricacies, a soulmate and a twin flame that makes them even more potent. And then also the the act, the sacred act of sex, even more potent as well. And so I'm just like, so this is a, this is a conversation that I think that so many people should have. And then also, I believe like with our children, when they start to, you know, hear about these things, wherever they're going to hear about it, or maybe want to have questions or, you know, going through puberty or whatever the case may be. But these are the kind of conversations that 
need to be had instead of, you know, these conversations about, okay, well, turn on Pornhub and that's where you're going to get your sexual, you know, education from, Mm -hmm. you know. These conversations are super, super important. It's a very, very important conversation with the kids. You know, I have a son named Jedi who's seven and Jackson who's five. You know, they're curious. They're Mm -hmm. curious about their genitals. They're curious about their private areas. And and I never, ever shame them. I never, ever try to make them feel guilty or shame them or guilt them about their genitals, their curiosity, their questions. My home is an open conversation about anything and everything. And we always do it in a place of humility. We always do it in a place of love. We always do it in a place of gentleness and softness because I want to teach my boys how to treat themselves sexually in a loving manner and then also treat their partner in a beautiful, loving, sexual manner as well. So, you know, these conversations are super, super important and and there's no need to be scared of them. Now, the only reason why we're scared of them is because people are not willing to really dive deep in their own emotional injuries and childhood traumas because they have so much fear and actually a lot of anger. A lot of people live in a lot of anger and rage around sex because of all of the abuse that they've attained growing up. So, you know, what happens is, is they create these codependent, addictive relationships and they call it twin flames or a soulmate. But honestly, it's a codependent relationship where you're fulfilling my needs, demands, and expectations, and then I'll, I'll fulfill your needs, demands, and expectations, and we can come together and live you know, in this codependent addiction, thinking that we're in a soulmate relationship, but it's, also, it's, it's just an addiction. It's just a huge addiction where we're pleasing each other's demands and expectations that are completely unloving for ourselves and the family that's in the household. Exactly. And it's kind of almost like a convenience. It's like a convenience. Okay, well, this is a convenient situation for me. I could deal with it. I could, you know, you could deal with me and and we're going to just live, you know, uh, in in this situation. And okay, so for your idea and how you view soulmates and twin flames, what exactly is that? And how is it different? Like when you're with your soulmate and twin flame, even if you're with a, a person that you do love, and care about and they're good people and vice versa, if they're not your soulmate and twin flame, how would that affect the sacred sex dynamic? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. Um, that, that can, I can talk about that for the next hour or so, but I won't. So I'm going to try to keep it brief. So basically twin flames and soulmates are the same thing. The twin flame is just more of a new age philosophy. It's a new age term, but it basically means the same thing. You have one soulmate. Now, there is some new age philosophies out there that believe that you have multiple twin flames. And I have to disagree with that. And a lot of people will ask me, well, Jason, how do you, how do you know this stuff? Like, how do you know that you have a spiritual body? How do you know that you're half of a soul? How, how do you know that there is a creator? How do you know that there's a spiritual world? Like, how do you know all of this stuff, Jay? Well, first of all, I tell them, well, it's, you know, it's, you have to go within. Like, that's all. Uh, emotions is energy in motion. It's, it's the true language of everything. So once you start cleaning yourself out physically, mentally, and emotionally, and you start cleaning yourself out um, at a deep soul level, you can start experimenting new things that most people can't see and feel. You mm. start gaining new senses. And a lot of people think you're crazy. And, and it's, it's like, it's not that I'm crazy. It's just, I've attained new gifts. I've, I've attained new awarenesses, new cognitions. And so when you're experimenting with things, 
you get closer and closer with the creator. And then you get these downloads of information to grow in love. And that's exactly what's happened to me in the last 20 years through prayer and meditation and, and having this beautiful longing relationship to get closer and closer with God and to get closer and closer with my guides that can lead and guide me to be more loving. And so that's why I know. Now, no one needs to believe me. You know, I, I, I'm not expecting you to believe me. Um, I just encourage you to go through your own experimentation and, and try to figure it out on your own. You know, I'm just a messenger. I'm, I'm not the truth. I'm not saying that my truth is the truth. What I'm saying is that it's not my truth. It's our creator's truth. I'm just a messenger sharing it with you. That's all I'm saying. So I wanted to share that real quick as well. Mm-hmm. So um, the truth of the matter is, is that you have, you have two bodies. You have a physical body and you have a spiritual body. And, and who you really are is half of a soul. So this light consciousness of your own unique personality of memories and desires, your own emotional injuries, your own emotional passions, your own uniqueness of your own personality is this light consciousness of a soul. And you're half of a soul. That's who you really are. And so as you're working on yourself and you're feeling through what you need to feel through at a deep level, you do have the ability to attract your soulmate. You do. But you also have the ability to attract your soulmate and not even be aware of it because you're so damaged inside that you can't see it or feel it. You Mm. can't see it or feel it. So there are a lot of people that have met their soulmate already, but they've walked by them or they have all of these unloving demands and expectations and, you know, these viewpoints of, oh, a man needs to do this or a woman needs to do this, or a man needs to look like this, or a woman needs to look like this. And basically, when you have these unloving expectations upon a partner, you can be blindsided by your soulmate. Just just imagine there are people that have their soulmate that are in prison. Someone has to be their soulmate, right? Right? So there, there there are people that have a soulmate that have already passed on to the spiritual world in another dimensional format, and they're living their life in another space, in another material space, another dimension, right? A lot of people don't want to really be honest and truthful that they might have walked away from their soulmate because they were a little overweight, or they might have been too short, or they, Mm. you know, they've, you know, they've written a list of this is what a man needs to do, how much money he needs to make, what he needs to look like. He needs to be six foot, five inches tall. He needs to be tall and handsome and athletic. Now, your soulmate might not be tall and he might not be athletic. And right there, that's a soulmate injury. That's mm. a soulmate injury because you haven't grown in love. You have all of these demands and expectations on what you think a soulmate needs to be based on what your environment has taught you. You know, what your parents mm-hmm. have taught you around, is about specific, I'll give you an example with me. You know, I grew up with a certain environment where it's big boobs, big butts, and blonde hair. Where do you think I'm going? Where do you think I'm going towards? I'm going towards the, the blondes, going to the mm-hmm. blondes, going towards the blondes, right? Right? Now, yeah. it's an injury that you're just blinded by because you haven't really worked on what you needed to work on from within. And then once you start working in from within, you get to a place where your independence, you don't have a need any longer for affection. You don't have a need or a demand or expectation 
for affection or for kisses or to be held or to be loved or even to be liked by anyone, including your soulmate, because that's completely unloving. So you get to a place in in your progression where you honor your independence, you honor your own passions, you honor your own freedoms and free will, and you get to this beautiful space where you let go of all of these unloving demands and expectations that you have on everyone, including your soulmate, and then it gives you a better opportunity to see your soulmate, to feel her or him when they do show back up in your life, whether it's in the physical world or whether it's in the spiritual world. That is actually a really good breakdown of it because for me, I didn't even start with any kind of like model. (laughs) I had no model. I didn't know what to look for. I didn't even, you know, know what I, that I was supposed to be looking for something. And so uh, starting from like the ground, (laughs) below the ground, probably, It was very uh, challenging for me to understand that. But I, as I was growing up and as I was actually, I didn't learn about soul uh, mates and twin flames until later on in my journey, my spiritual journey. But once I did, you're absolutely right. It's like, you can't make a list because first of all, you don't, if, if you have not done the internal work, the shadow work within yourself, you don't even know what you want to need. You don't even know who you are in order to attract that other half, that piece of you Mm -hmm. that is here for you to really do life together. And so it is so important for you to do your own shadow work, your own spiritual work, your own cleansing and detoxification and everything else so that you could see yourself clearly. And then, and then that's when you could attract the partner that you want. But I remember, I recall, okay. Because somebody did tell me, you know, this is a advice that some people give because they have learned it themselves. And so they're passing on tools that they believe is helpful when real in all actuality, it's more so harmful. But I was told to make a list, make a list of the things that you want in a, in a man, you know, those things. And also make a list of the things that you don't want in a man and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, the list kind of almost... Um, can sometimes be superficial, very superficial and shallow. And in that, it's like, then you get this person because, you know, the law of attraction, okay, you're asking for this person, you get this person, and all of a sudden he or she is not what you desired (laughs) because you don't know what you you are. And so I'm, I'm so glad that, that you broke down the twin flames and really how we could just really walk past them because we're in our own head space and yeah. have not done our own healing work. Yeah. So, 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 go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So what I, I, wanted, what I wanted to bring up was um, this is why it's so very important to just focus on you. Mm, that's good. You can't focus on trying to attract a soulmate. You can't focus on someone else's business, their own personal economy their own spiritual existence or their own development. You can't focus on what they should and shouldn't be doing for you. Life is really simple. Us humans, we like to complicate everything. We like to overanalyze everything. But our creator made life very simple for a child to understand it. Why? Because we are her children. Mm -hmm. We don't need to overdo anything. We don't need to put these theological, philosophical terms and definitions and try to overanalyze everything. 
our creator made life and nature very simple to understand from what's above to what's below to what's inside of us, to how we feel, to how we think, to how we use our imagination, to how we behave, right? So our focus, our sole focus should be our own individual choices about our own soul development. And as we focus on ourselves and grow in love and get closer and closer with our creator, we do have the ability to become at one with God in this physical avatar, in this physical body, just like many other souls have done because they've made the free will choice to grow in love as well. If you make our creator and that relationship the number one priority in your life, everything else will come to you naturally and organically. And like they say, the kingdom will be shown to you. The Mm. kingdom will be brought to you effortlessly if you go through this personal experimentation and long for our creator's love and truth to transform the condition of your soul and really build that relationship first instead of trying to build a relationship with another man or a woman first or instead of putting money over that relationship first, or your business, or being an entrepreneur, or even your siblings, or your children. If you put that relationship first, and you build an intimate, honest relationship with the existence, the potential existence of even a creator, she'll show you what you need to work on, and then you'll have more of an easier access to attract the things that are really, really in harmony with our creator's love and truth, with nature, with animals and insects and with our environment that are actually more loving that you can do for yourself, your business as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as a father and so on. And that is so important and true. It really truthfully is the injuries from the past that makes us to seek out things that are replacing the holes that are, you know, inside of us, that we have inside of us that we have not yet healed from. And that's what actually I, on my spiritual, when I, when I started to seek the creator, God, the one who is creator of all, my whole life changed. And you're absolutely right. As far as once you do that, the things will automatically naturally come to you. The, you know, it's just, it's just so incredibly amazing how that works. But I think that a lot of people haven't gotten to that point because they have not done their healing yet and they're seeking outside sources rather than seeking within to get that healing. Right. And so, Jason, I just am so thankful for you, you know, uh, you. coming and sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience and your some a part of your journey. I know that you have a lot more of your journey to share and but you have so much so many amazing things going on um the detoxifications that you do and and the fastings that you do are like literally like really badass i am like (laughs) oh my goodness you know i still i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do the 30 day i'm gonna do the 30 day but tell people how they can get in contact with you and how they can get connected with you what do you have going on and, and everything else Oh, Denise, you're, you're such a beautiful soul sister of mine. And I'm just so, so, so thankful that you and I connected, you know, a couple months ago. And, and now look at, look at us now, you know, look at us now. We're connecting on a podcast and, 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 you know, collaborating with one another. It's just, it's so beautiful how naturally it happens. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, so, you know, if anyone wants to get in contact with me, I do own my own divine emotional soul 
donation healing center. So you can contact me at my email address, which is Jedi Gold, J-E-D-I Gold, G-O-L-D at Outlook.com, Jedi Gold at Outlook.com. I'm on Facebook. My first name's Jason. My last name is Mangan. You can find me on Instagram at Jason Richard Mangan. You can find me at YouTube with the same name, Jason Mangan. I'm also on MeWe. But yes, um, you know, I specialize in detoxification. You know, I specialize not just in physical, but emotional soul detoxification. I'm part of a company called Perium. I'm a superfoods consultant. And I teach people how to change their diet, how to transform their health and wellness with food, with real food, with real whole food, living nutrition, living superfoods, these living light energies, these beautiful plant medicines that can be used to help you detox on a physical level. And um, once you detox on a physical level, it actually helps bring these emotions that have been blocked in you since childhood up to the surface a lot easier so you can grieve and cry out the root cause of your pain a lot quicker and a lot easier because of these beautiful plant medicines, these beautiful superfoods that I work with. So I work with a particular company called Perium. You know, if you're interested in that, if you're interested in coaching or if you're interested in fasting and what I do more on a private level, contact me and uh, yeah, I'll assist in any way. Perfect. I'm going to put all of those links in the description. Guys, please, please, please take advantage of Jason's getting connected with Jason because he has some amazing, incredible things to share. And he always sharing some amazing things on social media and, and, and beyond. So you guys want to connect with him. Also, I'll make sure to put his email address as well in the link and everything else. And stay tuned because there is always some amazing stuff going on in the healer's realm where your spirit will always find peace. Talk to you at the next episode. Thank you for watching another episode of the Healer's Realm podcast. Become a part of the tribe by getting connected on Instagram at The Shamanic Group. And don't forget your free gift in the podcast description. See you next time in another great episode.